0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now I'm joined on the line by Owen Corey, editor of Air and Travel Magazine. Owen, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, we know that Dublin Airport is going to be incredibly busy this coming weekend. It's a bank holiday weekend. It's the height of the holiday season. Uh, and they do have another problem lurking in the background, of which we shall speak in a moment the Fingal County Indeed. Council decision yesterday. But first of all, what's in store for passengers this weekend?
1: Busy weekend, uh, probably the busiest since, uh, most likely the busiest since pre-pandemic. Sunday is going to be the busiest day of the year. The way the pattern works out um, in recent years and pre-pandemic was that June, uh, just at the end of the school holiday, was... Tended to be the busiest day. Our record is just over one hundred and eighteen thousand passengers to the airport in one day, and that would be in twenty nineteen. Last uh, Friday in June, Sunday is going to uh, come and probably not exceed that. But we're nibbling close to one hundred twenty thousand passengers getting through the airport. About three hundred and fifty takeoffs, three hundred and fifty landings. Uh, busy day, and uh, w- Dublin Airport would have you know had a really grim summer last year, but. They have managed to keep security queues, everything uh, humming, operating. They've managed to replace a lot of the franchises, get the food in order, get the toilet cleaning, yeah. those sort of things in order. The one area, of course, is the car parks. Uh, car park for blue, uh, the long term is still available. Red is full, uh, and the short terms, but they're expensive. Yeah,
0: and they never resolved that uh, quick park uh, parking uh, standoff about whether or not they could buy it and open it up again. And they were refused the rights to even rent it by the owners for some reason for the summer halls. So that is still the 6,000 space deficit.
1: Yeah, the six thousand spaces, um, big loss. The reality is they've twenty two thousand, and they messaged very heavily. Uh, don't come to the car. Don't come. Don't if you can use the uh, alternative services. And they're about. Uh, they're about. there are over a dozen uh, coach operators who do very good services up at the length and breadth of the country. A lot of people discovering that for the first time. The reality is that uh, the you know the, it was a bureaucratic obstacle that came up a couple of bureaucratic obstacles that came up with uh, fr- with freeing those uh, quick park spaces. They need to be cleared up um, for next year. But it does look like we're, you know, we're, we're into August. We're coming to this, the peak day. It does look like we're going to limp through without a major car park uh, crunch that yeah. looked now, highly likely when we spoke about this in May.
0: In terms of advice from DAA, is it still the standard uh, arrive two hours before the departure time of your short haul flight and three hours before the departure of your long-haul flight.
1: Very much. And with the added proviso, don't arrive too early. People arriving too early was as big a problem as the latecomers. And that uh, that has eased massively. Everybody who's been to the airport. I mean, there was a lot uh, of people going through the airport for the first time in a long time, post-pandemic. And uh, a lot of the the uh, um, people arriving too early problem has abated as well. Uh, everybody that's arriving an hour before a short haul is getting on board. And the queues, they're very, they're very easily communicable now uh, with the Dublin Airport app. And you can see them around five minutes, 10 minutes, mm. you know, very rarely over 15. Back to pre-pandemic, where over 30 was regarded as a crisis. Yeah.
0: I recently went through uh, the, one of the new scanners, And uh, it was terrific. I mean, the people who were testing them were just saying, no, don't take out your liquids. Everything's fine. You're in the new scanning lane, which they were trialling. And it really was lovely.
1: And it's about six uh, machines in both Terminal 1 and Terminal 2. Uh, By September, all of Terminal 2 will be uh, with the new scanners. Uh, That means leave your laptop and your liquid in. It uh, gets up the number of people uh, going through the uh, the scanners quite rapidly. Uh, you know the the, re- the average of number of bags that people have in summer is a little bit lower, and by winter it looks like we'll have that across uh, at least Terminal Two. Terminal One might be a bit slower. And uh, the other great breakthrough is uh, transatlantic flights. They, there was always an extra security uh, area to go through. Listeners would be familiar downstairs in Terminal Two. They are still in the testing process with that, but quite a few of the flight days uh, you go through, uh, straight down, uh, no extra security, and straight through to the U.S. pre-clearance area. It, that's been a big, big benefit, and, a, and a reju- it's not, it's not, uh, you know, it, it's it's an inconvenience, but the amount mm-hmm. of stress it reduces and takes off uh, a, a yeah. family traveling is enormous. I, I
0: presume they will still have those random checks. Uh, you know, I've been stopped a number of times much. over the years, and. And they find nothing in the, the 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 wheelie, but they just say, "Yeah, you were just number seventeen or yeah, whatever it was." Absolutely, we will
1: we'll not compromise security. That's 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 an, uh, your international reputation depends on how good your security is. Okay, uh, now, nothing will be done to com- uh, compromise the that. The
0: decision, which was revealed, uh, given to DAA in late July, that they had six weeks. Uh, to address the problem of too many flights at night on foot of complaints, they were found to be actually in breach of the planning permission they had. Now, I said yesterday on this programme when the news broke that it was a Solomon-like decision. They gave them six weeks. In other words, get through the busiest time of the year uh, and then you have to have it sorted. Um, What is the implication of this?
1: Would it be that it was so simple as that that Solomon might have... uh taken a sword and everything would be solved. Um, it's it's a tricky one because The number of flights when the planning was imposed was actually higher than that level. And they, Dublin Airport argued, and I've been through uh, loads of uh, written this story many, many times over seven years, uh, that uh, they've argued very strongly that you've got your, we've got our second runway to deal with peak capacity, but we do need that night capacity and we do need it kept uh, over that level. And they have put forward, you know, the way they put forward straight away was that uh, the way Modern airports, uh, which are which, are, and their noise regulations right across Europe, Amsterdam has put fairly onerous, even more onerous than Dublin noise regulations in place. But it's usually the the noise uh, is measured, not the number of flights. Uh, that's a pretty. Uh, 1950s way of looking at it and anyone we have two airlines with very very modern fleets which every single new Boeing and every single new Airbus uh, has lower noise emissions so that's what Dublin airport have been proposing they don't exceed the number every night they just it was balanced out and after seven years they were given six weeks to clear it up how that will impact, not exactly sure. There are a couple of things. The wave of Canary Island flights, listeners will be familiar with, they tend to, to arrive back after the last wave of them, or tend to arrive, arrive back after midnight. Um, the morning rush has got earlier and earlier over the years, mm-hmm. because the Dublin has got busier. So it's certainly going to impact that. It could impact on the transatlantic flights when the wind gets behind the I 105 coming back. Uh, it uh, It lands early. But the other thing that uh, is people would not be aware of because we all just got on board our flights for leisure or for business is the amount of cargo goes through Dublin Airport. Cargo flights uh, take place during the night and that's the pharma, software, Amazon, all of those sort of industries. How it's going to work out, what the solution is, I'm not exactly sure if they have to uh, start cancelling flights and telling returning passengers they're going to Shannon instead of Dublin or be bussed up or whatever. I'm not sure how that's going to, whether that's going to happen, because this is going to end up with an appeal, it's going to end up in the courts. There is a big issue, though, when it happens in August, when the order comes through in August. Problems in August with everyone away on holidays tend to take a little bit longer to resolve than they do in February.
0: All right. Um, some of the texts coming in. Many major airports around Europe have nightly curfews that are even lower than the 65 flights about to be imposed on Dublin, says one. Uh, another one. Uh, how could Fingal County Council and Ariantha, the DAA, have ignored the European court judgment regarding night flights from Schiphol? Dublin airport could end up with no night flights if they do not make better efforts to solve this. That's from Jur.
1: It's it's not a new thing. Like the, the the night flights were there always at this level. It's not sudden noise that's arrived. It's not like the north runway debate. The north runway isn't used during the night. So it is a, a changing of a, a of the circumstances which Dublin Airport grew and operated under all these years. Chipol is the most extreme example. There are other extreme examples around the world. Uh, Sydney closes its airport uh, during the night, which is. Uh, a bit dramatic and a a very great inconvenience for people trying to check in for a long haul flight. But uh, is that the way to go or is there uh, an easier compromise to be worked out because we are uh, in a way, ship all is not skip all is not. we are uh, very dependent uh, not just for uh, our connectivity and for uh, people tra- people traveling through the airport, but as an island we 're very, very heavily dependent on those on that cargo yeah. uh, to, of course i 'm sure you 're going to get a text in now from the west saying shannon 's tongue is hanging out for more business uh, why can 't some of this be diverted? A good proportion of this. Be diverted to Shannon. Obviously, if we had anything like uh, the rail networks that the middle the middle of Europe enjoys, uh, Shannon would be a very viable option yeah. for most of the population of Ireland. But we can't. We don't even have a spur onto the Dart yeah. from Dublin Airport as it stands.
0: Well, you could uh, upgrade the Baldonnell runway, bring all the cargo in there, bring it straight to. The Amazon warehouse, <laughs> and off you Land go. Is
1: on the yeah, Amazon, the sure. Amazon warehouse next door. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Owen Curry, the editor of Air and Travel Magazine. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.